We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Transformative Principle, episode 113 with Kimberly Miles. Today I'm continuing my conversation with Kimberly Miles, principal of the Turnaround School, or rather the Turnaround Principal of East Gresham Elementary School in Oregon. And last week we talked about building a culture of change, targeted professional development, and effective instruction. And this week, we're going to talk about PLCs, the leadership team, and the sense of urgency that is happening. And really a great interview. I hope that you enjoy it. Thank you so much. As always, I learn a ton from this. If you would like to pick my brain, you're welcome to follow me on Twitter. Or you can just download the top five ways to be a transformative principal yourself by signing up for the newsletter at transformativeprincipal.com. Org. Let's talk a little bit of, are these PLC meetings that you're talking about with your teachers? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Talk a little bit about the structure of those and how you, how you set those up and manage those. So one thing that we're really excited about here at East Gresham is we have a shared leadership framework. And I have, um, we have a leadership team. And on that leadership team is one person from every grade level and a few specialists. So the goal really would be for this person who receives this leadership team member receives additional professional development to how to be a leader in their grade level team. So they're learning skills and strategies that they can take back to their teams when, you know, they're just meeting independently. So this year we are moving forward with them taking more of a leadership role during these. I have with them every week, 25 minutes built in during the week, 25 minutes a week where they come to our central office meeting in our building and they sit down and they really talk about the teaching and learning process with the essential questions. They address each essential questions in their PLTs. My leadership team member often is the one who facilitates it along with the instructional coach. They really guide the thinking of the team to support student learning and using quick checks or 
actually formative assessments that they have created on their own to align to the standard that they're working on to really understand what is it that my student knows and what is their next step to propel them forward to their grade level standards. So again, our professional learning communities are really built around the essential questions, standard being at the forefront and moving strategically, strategy, strategically, I guess is the best word, towards mastery of this standard. So the essential questions of the standard that the students are actually learning, did I understand that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And so with those 25 minutes, that doesn't seem like very much time. How do you ensure that that is enough time with those teachers? Well, what I'm really excited about, another um, wonderful moment, is that they're they meet with me each 25 minutes every week. They also, every other Wednesday, meet for an hour and 15 minutes together as a team. And then what's happening is that they're beginning to meet on their own to plan and prepare these lessons are based around standards. So it has a sense of urgency has been created on their own. And so they realize that 25 minutes is not enough time or every other Wednesday I get an hour and 10 minutes. That's not enough time. So they meet on their own. I have one team of four, four, five uh, grade teachers and they meet every Thursday morning starting at seven o'clock and they go for however long that they need and they strategically plan their lessons so that it's an equitable and viable curriculum for any student in those four classes. So to me, that's really exciting to have them discover on their own, hey, this isn't enough time. We need more time to talk and fine tune these formative assessments and score these um, together and have an understanding of what is, you know, a four, a three, a two, a proficient or not proficient or not there yet. And so beginning that continuum of meeting together on their own has been really exciting. And learning how to identify which priority standard is most important for their kids and and what are the nouns and verbs that they need to really focus in on for academic vocabulary to unwrap those standards and what's the big idea we're going to be doing you know the formative assessment is what we were working on this afternoon and fine-tuning how to do that so yeah that to me is really exciting to sit back and and to watch it and what I'm doing as an administrator, what I'm trying to do, because I want to jump in, I'll be honest, because I want to be a part of this wonderful thing, is to let it evolve, let the coach come in and support, and the instructional come in and support them as needed with the specifics. And what I'm trying to work on myself is to ask questions when they're needing a little bit of guidance rather than coming up with the answer for them or giving them suggestion is trying to ask them targeted questions that go back to the standard or go back to the essential questions just to help them focus. And it's really exciting to watch. Yeah, that is, that is so cool. Why is it so important to ask questions and let them come up with the answers? If there's research-based best practices out there, why don't we just tell them how to do everything? Why do we need to let them come up with it? It's more powerful if they come up with it on their own. And, you know, they're smart professionals and we have been focusing on targeted professional developments and they're creating lots of tools for their tool belt, so to speak. And they are, as they experience more and more success, their um, toolbox is getting heavier and heavier and just finding the right tool to go for that lesson often just is um, there, but they, I try to ask targeted questions to help them find the right tool. 
Yeah. So find the right instructional strategy. Yeah. And you may know what you think the right instructional strategy is, but they may come to a different conclusion based on the information that they have, right? Oh, sure, sure. And isn't it fun for them to see, let's try this instructional strategy. Let's all do it together. And, you know, some people come back with additional ideas of how they could refine it or to make it better. And, oh, we forgot to add writing. So, again, it's more powerful as a leader to let them experience success on the road that best suits their needs at that moment, rather than being the one who always says, no, you need to do it this way, or no, you need to do it that way. They are smart professionals, and they have come up with some very creative methods to meet the needs of our students. And even though our data is not where I think they or I, or even the students want to be yet, but we're getting closer and closer. And how aware are the students of where their personal learning is. Are they understanding what standards mean and and taking it down to that level, or are they just going through the motions at school? What's your perception of that? That's our new focus right now. We just had the opportunity to have what we call a comprehensive needs assessment. We had consultants coming into our school and looking at every aspect of our school systems. Anywhere from how do they line up to the cafeteria and how do they facilitate universal screening. They looked at everything in our school. They spent the whole day with us and really looked at what are the teaching and learning practices of our school. And one of the big findings that they came back with was shared ownership, not just of our staff, but our students. What That's one piece that we you know, didn't really address the first year is Do our students know their own personal goal that they need to work on right now? And we're bringing the students more into the conversation of this is your, this is what you did today. This is where you need to be tomorrow. And it's that specific feedback that we're giving to our kids to help them get or move towards their goals. So bringing students in for shared ownership is our next step. Very cool. Are you guys using a, Paul Bambrick Santoya's approach or data-driven leadership or anything like that? Well, data definitely guides our work. I'm not familiar with that framework, but we, um, as a school, first year, we, as all other schools in our districts, we um, implemented a universal screening tool where we measured the five big ideas in reading for our students, and they were not near grade-level proficiency yet they were actually significantly below or the majority of our students were. So we had to go out looking for another tool that was more specific to um, where exactly do students, what are their skills on letter names and sounds? Are they able to blend these sounds to read words? Are they able to um, read multiple words for meaning, a multisyllabic word? So giving them a universal screening tool And then having staff come together to really make um, decisions based on the data and then finding another tool to even give us more information. It's an ongoing process, finding the right tool to measure student growth. Yeah, absolutely. What what did you choose for your universal screener? And then what are you using for diagnostic tools and progress monitoring? Exactly. So we use the universal screening tool, Dibbles, and that gives us an indicator, and that's really important, an indicator of where they are at and what they need to do to um, 
go to the next step. But because our students showed that they weren't proficient in their grade level skills, we used a diagnostic screener. It's called um, a phonics screener, and it gave us, you know, do they know their letter names and sounds? Can they decode? Do they know how to decode a multisyllable word, etc.? So the universal screener wasn't enough information. We had to go use a diagnostic information. And is that called the core phonics survey? Uh, yes, we have the core one. That's not the one we used last time, but the one that's one we're moving forward to using next year because I just got that book. And so we're looking into that. I think that's going to be more information that we need. Okay, cool. Very, very exciting. But, you know, it's, it's also important that, yes, that we use a diagnostics um, tool and we use a uniform screener, but that's still not grade level work. So we still need to develop common formative assessments that they're doing in their professional learning teams for students to demonstrate proficiency on reading informational text and diving deeper into that informational text and can they show us that they can share their thinking and knowledge of the text that they read using skills and strategies that we've taught them. So we need them to do grade level work as well. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your leadership team. How are you getting the professional development to teach your leaders how to be leaders? Is that coming through consultants or is your district have an initiative like that? Where is that coming from? I think it's a combination of both, but primarily with our consultant that comes in as part of the school improvement process grant that we received, we were required to bring in consultants to help us do the work. And the consultants that come in really work with our team to facilitate what does it mean to be a leader and what are the skills that I need as a leader in my grade level team to facilitate um, change because we need to do something different because what we were doing wasn't working. How do I bring my team members into the conversation of working together and looking at student data and to facilitate growth and success for all of our kids? Actually, we like to say each of our kids these days. It's more personal. Oh, I like that. It's a nice little twist. So yes, the answer would be yes. My Our, our leadership team has received ongoing professional development on leadership skills to facilitate the professional learning team process of really looking at the standards and wrapping the standards, addressing the essential questions, building those common formative assessments, and how do I work as a professional with like professionals to facilitate conversations that might be difficult? You know, what if I as a grade level team member don't believe in this work? How can I as a leader help them understand the importance of trying something new and different, yet still having the ability to be a good listener to the other person who doesn't agree and, and working together and trying a little bit of this and a little bit of that? It's been really exciting to watch these uh, amazing professionals become future leaders. Yeah, that is really exciting. The, the power of a teacher leader is very great. And I've seen the teacher leaders at my schools that I've been at who really do an amazing job of inspiring the rest of their team to be more than they ever thought that they could be. And so that power of a teacher leader is just something that you can't overlook, to be sure. Exactly. And I've learned something too along the way. As I watch these individuals change and grow, they continue to teach me things as well. I by no means have all the answers. And then I learn from them. 
They teach me things like honesty. They, I ask them to give me honest feedback and they give it to me and I'm able to do the same with them. Again, we're building trust with each other. It's difficult, hard work. And sometimes the directions that we need to go aren't necessarily the way that they want to go. For instance, we have a very strict block schedule and some may disagree with that, but we need 90 minutes of literacy at least for all of our kids and we have got to make that happen. So how are we going to work together to make that happen? We need 30 to 40 minutes every day for reading interventions for all of our kids. That's messy. How are we going to make that happen? What, do you, what ideas do you have to make that happen? Talk to me so I can support you. And that's one thing I'm so passionate about is I really want to be a good listener as a leader and listen to what they have to say and really respect them as educators and as critical thinkers and take answers from them and try things that they suggest. Because again, I don't have all the answers, but there are some things that I have to have tight to facilitate growth and change because we are a turnaround school and the work is urgent and um, we need to be relentlessly focused on equitable student achievement. And so Some things are tight, but my leadership team, I think, could say to anybody that I would be a listener and that they could tell me what their thinking was. Yeah, that's really great. That says a lot about the kind of leader that you are, that you're willing to listen. So thank you. The last question that I ask everybody is, what is one thing that the listeners can do today to be a transformative principal like you are? A good leader asks good questions and listens carefully to what they have to say. Use that as feedback for the next steps. Yeah, that is great advice. Kim, how can people get a hold of you, learn more from you, and follow what you're doing at your school? East Gresham Elementary School in Gresham, Oregon, just outside of Portland. Okay, great. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate the opportunity. That was a great interview with Kimberly Miles. There's so much more to talk about. One of the things she said off air was how excited she is to be a principal and to meet the kids every day. And you can really tell in her voice that she just loves her job. And I'm so grateful for Kimberly for coming on the show and sharing her passion and the great things that she's doing with all of us. If you have a moment, please go to iTunes and leave a rating for this show. Five-star ratings help it get in front of more people so that we can share the goodness of Transformative Principle. Thank you for listening. Transformative Principle is a proud member of the EduPodcast Network. Go to edupodcastnetwork.com, and if you're looking at doing a makerspace, please check out the Tech Educator Podcast, which is all about STEAM education and makerspaces this last episode. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? 
you need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE.